Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you reacting to what else? Another Eagles win. All this team does is win under Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Yesterday, it wasn't pretty. At times, it felt like it was going to be a loss. But the Eagles find a way again, led by their offense yesterday, down in Landover, Maryland. I mean, Jalen Hurts as a thrower, that was the best game I've ever seen him have in the NFL. We'll get to, obviously, why he's only a thrower right now. But strictly as just a quarterback in the pocket, that was an incredible performance by Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown, we can do a whole podcast, probably will this week, on what A.J. Brown is doing. And, and of course, the Eagles finding a way late with the Blankenship interception of Julio Jones' touchdown. So let's dive into some of the good, and there was a lot of good, some of the not-so-good, and then look forward here as the difficult stretch now arrives. It is officially Cowboys week in Philadelphia as the Eagles move past the easier portion. I won't say it's like totally easy, but easier portion of their schedule to now one of the most daunting schedule parts I've ever seen. And it actually looks even more daunting now than maybe we projected on paper for the season because at the end of it, Seattle looks like they're a really good football team. And that one was like, yeah, we'll see what Seattle is. But like you look at the stretch, the Cowboys – and the Fortnite Chiefs and the Bills and the Niners and the Cowboys and the Seahawks. It's going to be a gauntlet. But let's go to yesterday and kind of react to what we saw yesterday. So let's start with the good. And that is Jalen Hurts. Yesterday, Hurts was phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal throwing from the pocket. Clearly hampered by the knee. You saw it on the play when they tried to hurry up when Devontae really didn't catch the ball. And for whatever reason, Ron Rivera is clueless and did not challenge. He's limping. I mean, he's limping to get to the, the line there. You wouldn't know it by the way he's throwing the football, though. For the most part, highly accurate, deep passes down the field. You know, he had time yesterday. He he navigated, didn't turn the football over through the air. He had the one fumble on the tush push. That of all his turnovers this year just feels the most fluky. It's just like he never probably grabbed the snap correctly, and then all of a sudden it's a pile and the ball pops out. I'm not going to kill him for that. It's, it's a problem. Turnovers are a problem. But that one – it wasn't about his quarterbacking. It wasn't about his ability to read a defense or dissect a defense. That was just a weird play there. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, if you go on EPA per pass play, it was the best of his career. 29 to 38, 319 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. He won them the game. Like they needed to win a shootout yesterday, and his arm won them the game, which just think about it. I know Sirianna was asked after the game, and he kind of dismissed the question, but he was asked after the game, could Jalen Hurts have done this two years ago? And I'll answer it. No, he couldn't have. I mean, the version of Hurts two years ago could have not won a game without his legs. And he couldn't have won a game like this without his legs, where he needed to throw the football a lot. And he'd throw it down the field a lot accurately and make big plays to bring them back. It was an outstanding performance by Jalen Hurts. Now, the other guy that now is kind of goes hand in hand with Jalen Hurts because the two of them are becoming the best duo in the league. It's A.J. Brown. What we're watching right now is remarkable football by A.J. Brown. The catch he had one-handed in the front corner of the left, you know, left end zone there, just ridiculous. And they, you know, they said they practiced it a couple days ago and all that in, in practice, and he did it there. What we're watching now is one of the great receiver seasons in NFL history. I mean, really, in NFL history. You go back, and I, I would imagine A.J. Brown through eight games is probably within the top ten ever in yards within the first eight games of a season. I mean, this is ridiculous football, and it's a combination of the power he had, the power he has, his ability to box out wide receivers. Like, there's no defending A.J. Brown on a slant route. 
It's like you can't go through him because he's too big. You can't go over him because he's too strong. And you can't tackle him when he catches the football because he's just he's just built differently. He is Anquan Bolden with a lot of speed. He's playing with an immense confidence right now. And I can't believe, dating back to the summer, that there were even debates around here on who the Eagles' best receiver is. It is 1,000% A.J. Brown. And look, Devontae had a nice game yesterday. and a good game. Devontae's a good wide receiver. But A.J. Brown is a special wide receiver. And you go back in Eagles history, we've never seen anything like this. Through the first eight games of the season, A.J. Brown, 60 receptions for 939 yards. He has five touchdowns down. T.O. and 4 which I think a lot of people would say is the best Eagles, rece- Eagles receiver season of all time. He got hurt late in the season, but what he was doing there, he had 49 receptions. So A.J. clears him by 11 catches, 750 yards. A.J.'s almost 200 yards above that. T.O. did have nine touchdowns. I think he had three in the week one game against the Giants in 04. So, you know, the pace post week one is pretty similar. But the reality is, I mean, this is ridiculous. We're watching A.J. Brown right now. He is moving up the charts for Offensive Player of the Year over at FanDuel. I think he's now third in the Offensive Player of the Year category. Um, yeah, it's Tyreek Hill plus 140, Christian McCaffrey plus 160, and there's A.J. Brown at plus 750. A legitimate chance to win the Offensive Player of the Year award. And you know, sometimes I think we get caught up in balance when it comes to a team and how they approach things. The Eagles are starting to remind me of a basketball team that has, let's let's use this example, the Warriors, right? The, when the Warriors were great, it was Steph and it was Clay, and then eventually, obviously, Durant arrived. But it was Steph and Clay, And they took the basket. They, they took the ball. They took the shots over and over again. And you, it wasn't crazy, and it wasn't at a turn to look up the end of the night with a box score and have, you know, 27 attempts for Steph Curry and 20 attempts for, for Clay Thompson. And then you smatter everybody else in with Draymond with, you know, six or seven or eight or nine or 10. And then whoever else was there at that time, Iguodala, you know, whatever. And then, you know, leave Durant out for a second. That that's the, the this Eagles team. Like Jalen Hurts yesterday was 15 of 15 when targeting AJ Brown or Devonte Smith, when throwing the ball to those guys, just throw the ball to those guys. Like, they're that good. They can't be covered. They don't have to force feed in a third receiver. Now, Julio Jones had a big catch, and that, that's a good role for him in the red zone there. But it doesn't matter. And Dallas Scotter's even becoming a little bit to where he's clearly the third guy on most weeks. And if he gets five or six catches or four catches, that's fine because it's dynamite. The number one is so dynamite, and obviously the number two is good, that you just ride the hot hand there. So incredible, incredible stuff from A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts. And the other big thing from yesterday and the good is that they just win. And in an NFL where that that can't be said for everybody, like they've given themselves a low cushion here over the 49ers, who they will play in about a month here. And the runway there now for the Eagles, as they enter this tough stretch, they've given themselves some some breathing room, some room for losses. We can just call it that way. I mean, I, no, no one wants them to lose games, but they can drop a few of these and it's not going to kill their chances to be the number one seed. In fact, if they win the right games over the stretch of the season, you know they could lose to Kansas City and Buffalo, and it really doesn't mean anything. It, you know, if they beat Dallas twice and beat the Niners, they will have a, a really great chance to be the number one seed just by taking care of business late in the season against the Giants, who are terrible, and the Cardinals. I mean, you know, the Eagles could get themselves to about a 13 win mark. With losses to the Chiefs, with losses to the Bills, as long as they win the right games, 
they're going to have an outstanding chance to be the number one seed. If they beat the Niners, they have the head-to-head. They already have a two-game cushion. If they beat the Cowboys twice, they'll win the division. So it's all now kind of laid out in front of them. The only team that they can't affect themselves is the Lions, and the Lions' schedule is really light. There's a real chance that team goes 13-4. and four. So that might be, you know, kind of we look in the rearview mirror and say, who's if the Eagles beat Dallas and they beat the Niners, I think the assumption would be they lock in the number one seed. Detroit still has a chance to get it because they're coming from a, like, they're just coming up the fast lane. Like, nobody's there with them in that division, and nobody's there with them with that schedule. But that that's for a later day. But they've set themselves up. Last good thing from the game yesterday, defense, we'll get to them in a second, wasn't good. But, man, Hassan Reddick, he's, he's the best closing pass rusher in the NFL. It's like Just like the Rams game, just like last week. Like, you need a sack and a – like, it's – it's time to finish the game. I want Hassan Reddick on the field. The defense was mostly quiet. They didn't get to Sam Howell all day. He torched them. But Reddick late, he lives for those moments to close out a football game. So there's all the good from yesterday. Let me hit a couple of things that were not so good, and then we'll get Tucker's thoughts on um, another victory for the Eagles here. So the not so good was the defense. And we are half about halfway through the season. And I would be lying to you if I said I, I had a great feel for how good this defense is. They've had some good moments. They've had some good weeks. Last week was an outstanding week. But they've also had games like yesterday where you say, what are they doing? Like, they can't stop anybody through the, in the passing game. And it's the opposite of last year. They, they, they stopped the run very well. But they can be beaten the pass game. And I have a, like a, a, a kind of a, a worry that some of the good – that they've done this year. Let's say the, the the two weeks, the last two weeks leading into this game, they, they played well against the Jets and they played great against Miami. Was that more circumstantial? Let's say the Jets stink, Zach Wilson stinks, and Miami was without the left tackle, the left guard, the center, the receiver went out. You know, was that more circumstantial that night? Tyreek Hill dropped the pass. They had a penalty, wasn't called a Bradbury. I, we may have gone too far with the praise last week at their defense. Not that they didn't deserve any, but... The reality is you, you play out all the games, the good and the bad, and you add it all together. That, that's what teams are. The Eagles wake up today 16th in the NFL in yards per play. They have not been a very good pass defense. And now they're about to go up against Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and we'll see what the Niners are at that point, but I imagine better than they are today with Brock Purdy and those weapons, and then Gino, you know, Dallas again, and then Geno Smith. It's going to be a gauntlet for this past defense. And I don't think it's about not having the right players up front. And they added Kevin Bayard. Look, yesterday, Blankenship did not have a great game until the interception. I'm starting to wonder about the corners. I'm starting to wonder about on the outside, if Bradbury and Slay have lost a step each, or they're not quite what they were last year. And that's, that's it's kind of bringing the whole thing down. Because right now it looks like a middle of the pack defense that has flashes of excellence. That's obviously a concern. And Sam Howell destroyed them yesterday. Other quick concerns, Jalen Carter, MRI today. We'll see what that is. They need him. Uh, Jalen hurts his knee. Sirianni, after the game, said, you know, he played really well, even though he couldn't run or didn't maybe didn't want to run. He, he's kind of tripped over his words. He might not be able to run right now. I mean, that, that, that element of their offense might be out right now, which is obviously a big thing. And it seems realized that they'll, they'll key on that. So, um, it, it, look, it was a good win. They came back. Last thing, and then Tucker's thoughts. This is the second time against the Commanders the Eagles have scored a touchdown late when they didn't have to. They did it in the first game, and that obviously led to overtime. And then yesterday, DeAndre Swift, if he just slides, there's 157 to go, no timeouts for the Commanders. 
It's like a first down if he crosses, I don't know, the four-yard line. If he just slides, the Eagles take these, the game is over. I, you know, obviously that game still was over anyway, and it didn't matter because they got the onside kick. But I, I can't – it's just crazy how many times this keep happening. Like this happened to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. They should realize it by now. Just end the game with the ball in your own hands. All right, good win yesterday. Tucker, what you take away from a shootout win over the Washington Commanders? Uh, my, my big takeaway was – just how well Jalen Hurts threw the ball. And I jokingly, you know, tweeted during the game, it seems like their offensive game plan now is just throw it up to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and get out of the way. And it works. Like, why why question it when that seems to be what they have the most success with? But it is a little concerning that they really aren't having a lot of success running the football. Maybe getting Cam Jurgens back will help that because Sua Opeta's arrival into the starting lineup, I think, coincides a little bit with the step back there. But I just think it's crazy. They put up 38 points and fumbled the ball twice inside the five-yard line, right? Like, they, they had a real easy shot at putting up 50-plus points over this Washington Commanders team yesterday and, you know, didn't just due to, due to a couple of mistakes on their own volition. But I think offensively, this is the best they've looked all year, even with Jalen Hurts not being able to run, even with the running game kind of being stifled. I mean, this is the best passing offense we've seen since 2017, maybe even better than that. I mean, what we've seen so far – from them has been great. You mentioned the secondary. I saw a lot of people saying, you know, they need to fix the secondary. I don't know what more Howie Roseman can do, right? I mean, he, he went and traded for an all-pro safety, and he, it probably takes a couple of weeks for Kevin Byer to really get acclimated and, and get up to full speed. He, he didn't really do a whole lot yesterday, but the guys that I saw struggling were James Bradbury and Darius Slay, right? Like, they were getting beat by Jahan Dotson on those underneath rounds. They didn't allow a lot of big plays Except for that, that touchdown deep, but that was more of a miscommunication between Sidney Brown and, and Reed Blankenship and, and nothing more than that. I just I think it's a coaching thing. I, I think the back end of this defense, like those are the guys you're going to have. And there's a, been a big deal made about how they have, you know, eight different starting secondaries and eight different games or whatever. Hopefully these guys stay healthy. Hopefully Bradley Roby comes back at some point and, and that kind of solves your, your issue in the slot because I don't know if Sidney Brown, as much as I like his defense, in the run game, I don't know if he's really a, a true slot corner. Um, he, he's more of a third safety who I think can come in in dime situations or or help the linebackers in in a rushing rushing spot. But I, I look at this team and it just it feels kind of lopsided right now because offensively they're top five in just about every category, and defensively they're great against the run. They're the number one run defense in football, but against the pass and overall. They're middle of the pack or below average, and they just kind of have to figure things out. I know it's an offensive league, and you know I, I would certainly take this over having a, a bottom bottom half offense and a top five defense, but it is a little concerning because you can see as great as the offense has been, if Jalen starts to struggle a little bit more, if that knee starts to bother him a little bit more, if teams are able to take away A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, they're kind of riding a, a fine line right now where if something falls apart offensively, I don't know if defensively they they have the answers right now to, to shut down teams on a consistent basis. They probably don't, especially as these good quarterbacks come up between Dak and Allen and Mahomes and all these guys are going to see in the next few weeks. The, the good news is they've done it to get to seven and one. Like you you add up all the Eagles issues right now between offensive line, an injury that, that Tucker brought up there with Jurgens, who hopefully will be back soon, what they've gone through in the secondary, change of the secondary, hurts his knee. The running game not being really good for a month. Like you could have 
you could have dreamt up or a nightmare for you, like them dropping two or three of these games instead of just one in the first eight. So the fact they're seven and one, they have given themselves some leeway here that they can work their way through this tough stretch, which includes a bye, but a tough stretch coming up. It's a really good football team, and they have a real chance to go win a Super Bowl. Like that, that's that's the biggest thing right now. They they are a really good team. They have a real chance to win the Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts just played the best game we've ever seen him play throwing from the pocket. That is very encouraging as he deals with a bone bruise today. They appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening.